And she convinces herself that she is pretty. Like she hits her head and decides she looks in the mirror and all of a sudden she's pretty. And there's no change. The rest of the world sees exactly what they used to see. But her lens is different. And all of her life gets better because all of the choices she makes are from a place of self-confidence. Right? right. But the face and the body are the same. And it's it's really a hilarious but perfectly positioned movie. You know what? I am so tired of watching women waste so much energy on their looks. I know. Sometimes it feels like it's the only thing that we know how to talk about. You know what we need to do? We need to change the conversation. Because if we could change what women talk about. And the way that women talk to each other and to themselves, that would change their whole mindset. And changing their mindset could shift their energy. And all that energy could change the world. All right, so let's do it. Let's give them something else to talk about. Let's do it. Hi, Mary. Hey, Khadija, how are you? I am great. How are you doing? you up your way? Um, what was I going to tell you about? I had something funny and I just forgot already. What was it? I don't know. I'm still experimenting with this whole indoor planting. This is not funny at all. It's just, I'm just, um, you know, I'm trying to grow indoors in seed and then transplant to the garden later versus I've always just gotten the transplants at the store where they're already going good for you and you put them in the ground. So I want to be part of the whole cycle. Right. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Gardening is such a like, we'll see conversation, right? You do something and it's underground doing its thing and you don't know if it's going to work <laughs> and you don't even know, even if it starts sprouting now, I'm like, that's just phase one. Then we got to get it to get into a sturdy enough plant to handle going outside. So it's going to be, I feel like I'm like, I've been gardening for years, but now I'm really gardening. I'm like, you were kind of playing, you know, <laughs> you were playing around. Now you're getting into the nitty gritty. It's so but, funny. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that to my audience, to our audience, that this is, these are the fun things you get to do and experiment with when you uh, take a little energy away from how you look and put it back into your life. Yeah. Well, if I could just say one more thing about that, and then we can talk about the energy, the redirecting energy is, you know, I, here I am like pre-soaking my seeds. And sometimes you actually have to do stuff to them before you put them in the, in the soil, the heat, the potting mix. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have to, like you said, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, then you finally see a seedling and then you want to put it on a warming mat and put fans on it and all this other stuff. Right? <laughs> and then you watch a bird fly overhead and just shit out a seed, which falls on the, you know, the totally unprepared soil. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you've got a million whatever sunflowers or some kind of plants growing where you don't want it just because of that. But, but. That seed travels through the bird's digestive system. So I guess that did a lot of what I'm doing when I'm soaking. But it just seems like, you know, <laughs> you know, like you take your compost out, you throw it in the corner and you get the most beautiful pumpkin that you could ever grow. And the one that I'm over there fertilizing and massaging and rotating it looks terrible. So <laughs> that's, that's the hard part about gardening is it's meant to be done without human intervention. Right. <laughs> Right. How much do we need to do and how much do we yeah. need to remember to let yeah. nature do its thing? Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, getting back to that whole idea of, you know, I, it, it's interesting because you talk about beauty blocks and you talk about how much time people spend on their looks. And I'm a little bit removed from that these days. Mm -hmm. And I forgot what it was like. And I have a very important story that's going to lead to this. But I forgot what it's like to actually spend time getting dressed up. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't go anywhere. I think... I think everyone in the moment right now is feeling that though, because right, of the pandemic. Right. but you are adding to that the whole I'm retired and right, don't have their functions. But I do remember that when I retired, the biggest relief in my life, it wasn't simply that I don't have to go to work and, you know, whatever. I didn't have to think about what to wear every day. That was, and and I'd get up and how was I going to do my hair? And how did my butt look? I mean, I care a lot about how my butt looks because as a teacher, you spend a lot of time with your butt facing a whole bunch. Oh, yeah, people, right. right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, how did I look from the back? How did I look from the side? How did this look? How does my voice sound? I mean, just all this idea of the fact that there's going to be a room full of people staring at you for 60 minutes. And... I felt enormous relief when I felt like that pressure was off. Now, today, for example, I actually went someplace and um, 
And it was kind of fun. I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll actually try and find some earrings. Just to, I could find them, by the way. But, you know, maybe I'll try and actually look a little bit nice because it's finally fun again. It's not, it doesn't feel like I'm being judged one way or the other. I'm right. just, because like, yeah, I just feel like actually yeah. washing and drying my hair today. So you have, you're right. You're in a position to redefine beauty for yourself and not for what you thought you had to look like to be right. the teacher with right. the back to the audience or whatever, you know? Right. And you yeah. know, what's something really um, that I noticed is that my own mood is often a function of how I look and not in a good way, bad way. I don't mean that so much as, but in the days where I was having to look very professional and doing something like, let's say I had to go give a speech in front of a large group of complete strangers, mm-hmm. which did happen sometimes. Um, I definitely wanted to look a certain way because that made me feel that way. You know, right, like right. If you think about things like I want to make sure that I can walk in the shoes I have on right. Things. But then other days when I've got a lot, like you probably know, when, when I have a lot of gardening to do or I I need to go outside and I'm doing something tough, like digging up a stump that's really, really deep and it's going to, and I put on my really grungy, dirty farmer clothes, I'm, I feel way more prepared to do that. And not just because I can get dirty, but like, you know, it's like, I've you've got, a, just like you've assigned, you've assigned some personality traits to the uniform. Yes, exactly. So now I've got my gardening uniform on. Yeah. But, you know, I shared with you that Amy Schumer video or not a video. It's a, um, a Instagram. Little- it was an Instagram. I think she was having an, a conversation on the radio, maybe with I forgot her name. Ashley Graham. Is that her name? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a, the plus right. size model. Right? right. And she was. So we just we were seeing a clip on her Instagram post from that longer interview. I think it was a longer interview. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. And so Ashley Graham said to her something like, uh, what do you say to people who are really obsessed with how they look? Yeah. Is that what it was? Right. She's like, what are, what are your thoughts about that? And she's just like, we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all going to die. So, you know, at the end of the day, what what does it matter? Who cares? And she, she said. Does- she, she does doesn't think about it anymore. She doesn't worry about it anymore. She and says, she brought up that thing. She brought up that thing we just talked about in our last episode about um taking up space. Like that we're all taught not to take up space and be small and all this. And she just said, I'm done. I don't, I can't. <laughs> so I I I actually you know, she made the comment. I don't know what she's what she says, I don't think about how I look or I don't care how I look. Do you remember what she said? I think she said. I don't care. I think she said, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, it's so when we do things like this, where we recall things, especially about people I listen to a lot, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, right, okay. right. so I know, I know up from other things she said that her past, she used to care. Like a lot of us, she used to care. Like, you know what I mean? She acknowledges that she had a moment, you know, she had a part of her life where she used to obsess about it just like everybody else. But she's basically saying she's done now. She's not doing that anymore. Yeah, and so I, I sometimes um, hear someone say that, and this is, and I, and I think I don't believe you. I don't, I don't know if I actually believe her, or maybe she didn't say what she meant. I'm sorry, Amy Schumer. I'm convinced we would be best friends if she. I know, me too. She's I'm my sister from another Mister. <laughs> yeah, she would just be in our sisterhood so of much. Of course, but, um, yeah. but you know, because I think it's not like. I mean, first of all. There is a part of me that's like, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say, Amy Schumer, because you're young. You are you've got a team of people who can make you look any way you want to look. Right. I never, right. Well, right? so that's I want to like stop there and talk about that, because what you you. So you said this to me before we you know, and this is how we decided we we're going to talk about this today. But when you said it to me. You, you just, you said it blanketly like it's easy for her to say. And she has then, blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, yeah, right. And I, well, so I said, like, I thought you meant that. I said, I okay, well, no, let me, okay, I want to say it right to the audience. I want them to understand this because it's really important to what we are talking about. But like you, you basically, you said easy for her to say because she's beautiful. And I said, I don't think she's that beautiful. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I love her for her, her humor, her writing, everything, but for her actual like face and everything for my definition of even my condition definition for a society, you know? So then I said, and so then I put on you, I did this. I said, Oh, you're going by like white society's definition of beauty of blue eyes, blonde hair, 
situation like that. And then you said, yes, but no, you were like, sure, but that's actually not what's doing it for me. You said it's that she's so young. That right. she, you didn't say so young, you said young, which, so it's, it, it just brought up frame of references because for me, she's not young. Cause we are exactly the same age. She's born in 1981. Like exactly. So we're the exact same age. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I'm old, but I'm not going to like think yeah, someone's yeah. younger than me. That's not. So that would never have got on my radar. Then you add to that. I'm projecting onto you, like assuming because you're white that you think that the blonde hair, blue eye makes, you know, but what I said was also, it's interesting to me that in, this is how I feel about the physical way she looks is like on paper, she meets those society's criteria, but then when you put them all together and it's her face, it's what it's not necessarily to me like that super attractive, but here's, here's what else. My beauty block makes me not think she's that pretty because my biggest beauty block is weight and she is not skinny. You see? So then all of a sudden my distorted beauty block, which is messed up of like thinking people are thin, who are thin as beauty. This is me acknowledging that I know that that filter goes on and I have to like go against it, but I just don't instantly think she's pretty. Right. So you said at the end of all of this and at the beginning and the end, you're like, easy for her to say she has the tools and she has the criteria that, that at this moment in time, our society has deemed those criteria to be pretty. And so she fits those things and she can, like you said, get a stream of people to assist her into looking however she wants. And the rest of us are out here giving, you know, for ourselves. And that entire dialogue was actually put in her movie Shit, that movie I called I Feel Pretty. Oh my God, I love that movie. That movie is like so the essence of Anonymous Souls. Like it's just like everything about like, here's this character who still looks like Amy Schumer, but has decided that she's ugly, decided, you know, let society tell her that she needs to fix herself and she's miserable. And she thinks that everything in her life is wrong and would be fixed if she were pretty. And then she has an accident and she convinces herself that she is pretty. Like she hits her head and decides she looks in the mirror and all of a sudden she's pretty and there's no change. The rest of the world sees exactly what they used to see, but her lens is different and all of her life gets better because all the choices she makes are from a place of self-confidence. Right. Right. But the face and the body are the same. And it's, it's really a hilarious, but perfectly positioned movie about this because a very serious conversation. And at the very end, she has this big speech about how we used to be when we were little girls and then a thousand, you know, death by a thousand cuts. And all of a sudden you're this ridiculously self-conscious person. So then you said, okay, you went to the other side, right? Remember you were like, it would mean more to me (laughs) if that came from someone who had, and, and you know, we are not going to get into definitions because the whole point is that everyone's definition of beauty is skewed and different, whatever. Right. But your point was if the person had things, <laughs> things on their bodies or, you know, uh, you know, obvious problem, things that they can't really change that are really opposite of the ideal, you know, and I think right. we were. So being- I'm going to pull some science talk out. Okay. Yeah. Several standard standard deviations away from the norm of beauty. So whatever we decide, right? If they're like way down in the bottom of that bell curve, and they have something that um, we'd sort of universally assume is something undesirable about the way they look, and for that person to say, I don't care how I look, which happens. I mean, you hear people say it, it happens, but it's just I look at Amy Schumer, for example, and what I notice is. That she's, like I said, she's got the building blocks to be whatever she wants to be. She's got straight white teeth. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have, she's young enough that her skin is still firm. Her hair is still a shiny, natural, deep color. She might dye it, I don't know. But I mean, you know, as you get older, the color of your hair fades. Mm -hmm. The texture and the, the density of your hair all changes. You get jowls. You get this. You look in the mirror. You don't, your nose keeps growing. Your earlobes keep growing. You look in the, in the mirror and you're like, my nose wasn't that big last year. And like, <laughs> it actually wasn't that big that last year. And so I look at her saying, well, if I was 30, how old are you guys? 40, 39? If I was 39 again, yeah, I would not care how I looked. I'd be so damn happy to be, you know, to have all these things going for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I so, do hear what you're saying, but I'm going to flip this on its head and say, with, when you gave me the opposite and said that, that that would be more, it would resonate more if this yeah. person with all the other, you know, the, the other deviate 
deviations of this you know standard. I'm going to flip it and say, but you could easily say, and I, I know people who would say this, if the person, if that person said the same thing Amy Schumer said, they would say, well, yeah, you're just saying that so that, you know, exactly. we'll give up. Like, like I'd give up too if I would, oh, that, you know, you're just trying to take control of the conversation. So, you know, and so it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. And this, when you were first starting Anonymous Souls, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about not letting anyone see the way people looked because of this exact conversation. Right. right? We were and, right. Initially I was anonymous and I didn't have a video and nothing. And, and, and the and argument I was say, yeah, the say, argument was I'm gonna make them listen without looking at me because right, because everything that you say about beauty and beauty blocks and everything about that, the minute someone sees you, they're gonna say, well that's easy for her to say. She's beautiful. Yeah, they're going to filter it through what their lens is of what I look like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but all of this proves my point, which is that we talk about it too much. And it never, and it's a moving target that never actually has a real definition. Because, yeah, like you, and and, because all that conversation you just had about age. So age is one of the top five beauty blocks, in my opinion, right? And all that stuff you just said about age, like, you feel that way today at 61. Yeah. You weren't thinking, right? Right. But you weren't thinking about that when you were 41. Do you see what I'm saying? So that, yeah, you had some issues. You had some other things. You probably had the weight one or something else. Have I ever not had the weight one? Well, yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just saying, I I kind of love the age one. We need to actually have a podcast about the age one, like we had with the hair, because the age one, like you could, like you just said, you could have one your whole life you know, at some point you don't have the age one until you do, right? Like it doesn't start. You're not like five more worried about getting old. <laughs> you know? And all of this is that someone else, society has set a standard for what we consider beautiful. Yep. And it is a pretty narrow window, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, you if your teeth aren't perfectly straight, your hair isn't shiny, or if it's curly, it has to be curly a certain way. It has to yeah. be, right? It has to be shiny, but not oily. It right. has to be tiny, but not oily, thick, but not tangly, right. <laughs> thick or thick, but not coarse, curly, but not frizzy, you know, just nonsense. It's just nonsense. Right. It's right. Just, and so, 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 you know, all these things are only available to you naturally in your, in a certain age range, right? It's in like this certain age range, little kids don't have it and older people don't have it. And so, you know, we need to broaden our idea of what is, I mean, I'm saying, Am I, am I, gee, I wonder if I'm the first person to ever think this. Um, we need to broaden our idea of what's what's beautiful so that, you know, the people, we can look at older women and say, not and not automatically say, oh, they look so young. Yeah, oh, or yeah, or you no. look good for 50. Why you can't you just look good? good? You know, and I, wanna, I wanna say one thing that like, I need to, I need to say this a lot more often, but like, you know that little game you play with people where if someone, co- like, it's just, a, it's a mind, it's like you somebody comes in the room and you all decide you can't hear that person. They're talking. They're, they're just normal like and you just pretend you can't hear them. And you it is a game. Yeah, and it, it really works when you're young. And you like like a like a kid. And you do that to see how long before they start to doubt that they're not saying something. <laughs> they they know how, they know they can hear themselves. They know they are speaking. But everyone around them will hold fast to the idea that you are not making sound. And so it just distorts your reality. And it's such a beautiful experiment to explain what happens with beauty blocks because what I am saying is that we all believe that this is beautiful because we all said so. And so we all collectively dismantle that idea, eventually you will actually think something else is beautiful. You could get to a place where without 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 boundaries and without context, just like in and of itself, you could see like old would be beautiful in and of itself. It was it would be a new thing to become when you became it, and it would be something to cherish or something to look forward to. Not in it, not in place of this, just because it is. And so you would say you would look at a 70, 80 year old person and be and be and be like, oh, she's beautiful, knowing that's a different that's a type of beauty we 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 like. Not because it's more, not more so than the little baby or the 20 year old. They would be beautiful too for their range. I'm not just using the the age block right now, right? Or you would genuinely be able to look at a large bodied woman and not say, 
well, you know, she's really pretty, even though she's big. You know, it wouldn't be that. You would just say that body is is a beautiful body. The only reason we think that a large body is ugly, we have been conditioned to think fat is ugly. That is just the condition. And if everyone around said to the person speaking, they couldn't hear them, <laughs> eventually that person would just start to doubt that. Really? Right, right. right. So, well, you know, yeah, so it's, it is. So what I think Amy Schumer... And feel free, Amy Schumer, to call me up and we can discuss this anytime. I'm happy to do that. Please I think what she meant to say, and discuss with us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> please call please call in. Um, but I think what she meant to say, if I could read her mind, is that isn't that she doesn't care how she looks, but that she isn't she's no longer trying to look to please other people. Yes. Right? I you think know, so too. I'm trying to please other people. And if her makeup person says, you know, today we got to put a whole bunch of makeup and eye, eye mascara on and all that stuff for whatever you're doing, she could be okay with that. She's not, she's not digging her heels in and saying, this is, you know, I'm, I'm never going to change the way I look. Like you were saying about, right. who was that? You were Alicia Keys when she was in, right. in the, yeah. You know, well, and, and I just want to, I want to also invite everyone listening I want to invite you to an opportunity that awaits all of us, which is when you decide to put down the rules, like what can what good things can come out of you not doing that? Like Melissa McCarthy, when she had I think it was her second kid, maybe her third. I don't know which one it was, but she was asked to do the movie Bridesmaids. Okay, and she said, I will do it if I can come just like this. I just had a baby. I have the energy to do a part, but I'm not going to prep for it. I'm not going to lose weight for it. I'm not going to do all the make. I'm not going to do nothing. And so in the movie, if you go watch, she has no makeup on. She, you know, she just, she's, she's postpartum. She just had a baby. She didn't like do the thing Hollywood tells you, you know, the, the, look how four weeks I'm body back. Bullshit. Right, right. No. She's like, I'm coming, come as you are. She was like, I'm showing up. And I'm sorry, but that was one of her best roles ever. Like, you know, this non-made up hilarious like just version of her, like it was so funny. And I just, I think that the way she looked added to that care. Like, I think like, I'm not the, I'm not the casting director or the writer. So I don't know what was in their head before she showed up, but I feel like that she kind of commanded a twist that maybe they hadn't like really put together yeah, for that part. Maybe. Right. Right. And so that's an opportunity is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know how long it would have taken me to get to wearing my hair like this, like natural, had I not had the pandemic, like, cause I, I had stopped straightening it chemically, but I was still having someone manually straightened so that in, to you, the world, it looked exactly the same because I didn't want to deal with a, a beauty block I had, which was that corporate America would not allow it. You know what I mean? Even though I had by this point seen many a women with their hair right. natural or whatever, but, but that opportunity presented itself. I took the chance and I'm so glad because there's a freedom that happened inside of me that I didn't know was available of just to be as I am, to be, to not. And again, it's not just like you said, I didn't raise my hand to be the poster child for like natural hair or whatever. I'm going to straighten it whenever I want. Right. But now it's going to be a thing I do when I want, like you put on earrings when you want to, it's not going right. to be a requirement of my existence in the world. And I agree with you. I think that's what Amy was saying. She was saying, yeah, I'm going to put the makeup on when I want to. I'm going to dye the hair when I want to. I'm going to go, I might even lose weight when I want to, but I'm not going to lose weight for this part. I'm not going to show up the way I think you think I am. And also I'm not going to feel bad when I want to wear the leather pants, even though I'm not thin, like I do whatever I want to do. So here's, here's the flip side of that, which I agree with you hundred um, percent. And you're going to have to help me fill in some blanks because I don't know all the names of these people, but I do follow Amy Schumer. So she po recently in the last month, I think it was, she posted a picture of a different celebrity. I think it's a celebrity uh, holding a baby. Mm -hmm. And the celebrity had just had a child, like a fifth baby or something. It was multiple children. And she's very, 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 very thin. Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. And the celebrity was saying something about, um, she was posting this mirror selfie of her holding her baby. And it wasn't anything about her body. It was about the baby maybe, but it was, she was like in a bikini, right? Yeah, yeah. And Schumer, as a joke, took that picture and pretended it was her. And she's like, here I am holding my baby <laughs> because it was so yeah, her body type. Right. Well, then I, I think she kind of got a little grief from people because it felt like she was mocking the woman 
that was, can you see what I'm saying? I wish I knew the name of the woman who was in the um, picture, but she's very, very thin. And she's one of these people who after five weeks postpartum has, you know, this. Well, and she probably, I I just want to say to people who like get obsessed about that, she probably, you know, during her pregnancy wasn't that big either. Like she probably like legitimately had a bump. Right. The baby was there and then that was it. You know what I mean? So the woman in response, I don't think she, I don't think this was a big Hollywood scandal by any means. I don't think that, I think that if I knew her name, I could talk about her, but um, she didn't seem to take offense. And she said, you know, well, that post wasn't about my weight. It was about something else. And I'd like to think that I would post that same picture if I hadn't lost any of the baby. The woman said that. Yes. The woman, the thin woman in the picture had said that, you know, I'd like to think I would have posted that picture no matter what I look like, even if I hadn't lost the baby weight, is that I believe in body positivity and my body is one way a woman looks, you know? So it's sort of like, again, we're saying that you look at that picture of this woman who is literally thinner than I've ever been in my entire life. And she just had her fifth baby. Um, I mean, I had, I I still haven't lost the baby weight. Well, you know, and Amy Schumer, I just, I was scrolling to see if I could find it for you and I could not, but um, in her feed. So it must've been a while ago. I mean, her baby is. uh... Her baby's older, but this, this, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who it is in a second, but. um, So, but I was. You know, my point is, it's like. Yeah. Body positivity and liking the way you look doesn't mean that you have to be attractive or unattractive or thin or exactly. So we're, that's where we're getting to now. And I love that. If you remember, we talked about Lizzo's uh, interview and where she said, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for being part of the body positivity movement, but I want to go further now and just be body normative. And because it's just like, you know, the body positivity started with people who were ostracized by the thin, by thin people with thin privilege. So, but now they feel like they kind of, on some level, they may, they feel like you're not allowed to talk unless you're a certain size, a certain plus size. And that, to me, that just gets into, like, I, I'm very split on that emotion because I I feel them and I want them to own their space. But at the same time, aren't you, eventually, aren't you just doing what they were doing to you, which is not like not including people. And so you're saying, don't you come over here and say body positive because that's not that I'll show you body positive and I'm three times bigger than you. And it's just like, but actually we should just say that all. And so there's, there's a couple of people I follow who they're, they're body positive and they're emotional eaters and all this stuff, whatever. And they're kind of in the middle. They should, they have enough fat to have some rolls. They have enough fat to like have some sag or whatever. Right. They're not, but they're not, they, no one would consider them plus size at all. And I've seen them get backlash about doing that, like showing naked pictures and they're showing. And I think I'm, I personally, I'm here for all of it. You know what I mean? I'm here for for all of them. Oh, let me see what it says. I don't know her. I mean, at least I don't from the side. Hillary, Hilaria Baldwin. Oh, Alec Baldwin's wife. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, but you okay, can see okay. So, Alec, like, she's not that. famous to me. He is famous. So I don't know. I don't know who she. I don't know. I didn't know why she was in this feed. But. Okay, but you know why? Because she actually has done a couple of jokes about Alec Baldwin's family in her thing. Amy Schumer. So uh-huh. this. Is, oh, yes. okay. Okay, so but you is, can see how, like, you yeah. look at that picture, and you and she's trying to make this picture not about herself, right? Um. And she's like, I think I would have posted that if I hadn't lost any weight at all or whatever. And the fact that it goes back to what you were saying with anonymous souls is the message is lost in that. Like you're it lost in your own filters of that. Right? It is. It is well, right in her own. Because she says she would like to think that I right. would like to think that for her, too. But the fact is, we don't know because she has thin privilege. We just don't know. Right. Right. She exactly. looks like she did not have a baby. I, can't, I don't see anything about her that looks like she even had a baby like. <laughs> That's, you know, there was a huge joke she had on her stand up about the fact that she she's like, this is my life. This is my luck. I get pregnant. This is Amy Schumer. She's like, I get pregnant the exact same time as uh, the Duchess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Megan. Yeah. And she's like, and she's like, she's like, here's Megan. She's she's so skinny. Like she has to like show you what it should look like. She's like putting her hand out. And she's like, I'm like here, you know, I'm six months. She's like, she's like, Amy, she's like, the Duchess is a full term birth. She's like, was my like first trimester or before <laughs> she's like, I came out that way. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I was, uh, like, you know, eight or nine months pregnant, 
saying there was a famous case in the news or maybe it was local i don't know but it's one of these stories about someone who had a baby and didn't know they were pregnant right you know, like oh, no yeah. one we knew they were pregnant. And I remember looking down at what appeared to be sort of a miniature submarine. I mean, it was <laughs> so <laughs> big, right? Like, I was looking at the mirror side and thinking, could you imagine me not knowing I was pregnant? How in the world would I not know I was pregnant? This is well, not. I was, I was one of those people that was told, like, where people didn't, said they didn't know I was pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, so. I, 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 I was, I kind of like, and it happened both pregnancies and especially in the second one, I was like, you know, you could, I just laughed about it. Cause I was like, you could choose two ways to think of that. Either one, you know, well, I mean the negative way being, I was already so fat. You didn't notice that <laughs> because I'm just like, cause I'm like you, I'm like, how do you not notice the other part is both pregnancies. I was in the winter time. So I had huge sweaters on anyway, huge coats all the time. So like the kind of blend like the kind of natural it was naturally blended into my clothes it was very right. you know it just right. wasn't easy to like see this but I also was like you know it's just obvious to see somebody's pregnant when the only thing on them fat is the belly right and then me yeah. I just kind of right. like I mean I'm five three the whole situation became the pregnancy like you know it's like no arms thighs face like <laughs> there's no bump there's just I want to go back to the the idea behind anonymous souls because we talked about this so much and it was such an interesting conversation about how you have this, we have this message that is just, I feel so strongly about that. We have, women have, women could change the world if we stopped thinking about, if, if we started to feel more confident and not let our beauty blocks sap our confidence, yes. not yeah, let the world tell us yep. in, in various ways that, you know, go ahead and do that, but just don't make a lot of noise, blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and so, and if we didn't spend all that energy on, on that obsession. Right. Right. And so, and so, you know, you talked a lot about how we don't, we wanted to have a forum for women to talk about things where no one would see what the other person looked like right. so that you couldn't do what we just did. Exactly. You know, Right. Amy says, Amy Schumer said something and we looked at her while she said it. So then we put right. all our filters on that oh, statement. Right. And yeah, we had this idea. So yeah, so the idea was like, and I still, we, I, so we'll, we'll get into, you know, what happened and why my face is all over my Instagram now. But, <laughs> but I still do love the idea that when you like, you know, the future is, in, is a membership and anonymous souls membership. And when you come in, you come in for one of two things, either to be supported and have a conversation to help you dismantle your beauty blocks and like calm that down. And what can you, you know, how can you, like we do on this podcast, how can you talk about something else? What are the new words to say? What can you do? Or you come in to work on your best work and to stay supported by people who know that you're here to do more than look pretty and that this is the work. And so we do the creative work and we, you know, I have this vision of like anonymous souls all over the country, over the world doing just crazy, amazing things to make the world a better place. And you're right. It's just energy. It's like, I'm going to put my energy every day. I'm either going to put my energy in the mirror. I'm going to put it over here. And even the successful, we, you and I know a lot of successful women and they've done a lot of successful things, but that doesn't excuse how much of their energy is still put on the looks. Cause it's like, well, they could have done even more and even more. Like there's no limit to what we can do right, right. with our energy if we conserve it. So, but we talked about that and we started off like that and I started off like that and I was anonymous. I was like, I don't care how long it takes me to get people to, to blah, blah, blah. And they're not going to see me. But the problem is the problem I found with that was like a trust factor of, I need to see you to start building my trust with you because I just do. Now it does argue. What about blind people? Right. They figure out a way to form trust with people they can't see, but I will give them this. If you are blind, then that is your, that is your lens anyway of reality. So you're, you know, and so the whole, unless my entire audience was going to be blind, like you don't, you know what I mean? You don't have that to go off of, right? Like you've never trained yourself to part, to put your trust formula would not include looking at someone, looking in their eyes, seeing if you believe them, if you buy them. So since the majority of the people I I was talking to can do that and have to do that, that is part of their filter. Right. So, but I also decided that to come out in, you know, with my face and say, this is my na real name and this is whatever. It also challenged me kind of like the Alicia Keys thing to, to, to show up every day as I truly want to be, right. you know? And I right. even have like, I've, I've said on video sometimes, like 
I don't know if I consider that. I, don't, I think it's like a pretense or even, I don't want to call it an apology because I definitely wasn't saying I'm sorry about this. It was just like, no matter how many days I come out here with no makeup or, or in, at the beginning too, I had my glasses on instead of my contacts. I'm like, it doesn't mean I lost permission to do those things. Like right. I can do, and I don't want to hear about it later. Like I don't want to put on the lips and go, Oh, what are you doing? Khadijah? Now you got this. Like <laughs> I, I can do whatever fuck I want to do. Like that is the point. <laughs> you right. know, I can come out here with the full red, red carpet look if I want to, but it's going to be because I want to, you know, not because that. And then the other side of that is, as soon as soon as you decided you wanted to, don't go second guessing it right. based on other people's right. opinions. Wear the red carpet all day to grocery shop and don't give a shit if somebody says, really, you needed to do all that for the grocery? I sure fucking did. Yes, I did. Like, right. <laughs> you know, because right. all that is energy. People don't realize, like, if women just took the, the amount of second guesses in their life, if we collectively put second guesses into a group, what world hunger would be over. Like the cure for cancer would be here because every time we do something, we redo and triple do it because we get a comment, you know, oh, my mom didn't like that. So now I got to redo it. Or, you know, I thought my husband liked that meal and he didn't. So I got to go rethink. And then what's the biggest part is when they say that they don't actually mean that person said they didn't like it. They mean that person either didn't compliment them, made a face or was silent. And they have conditioned themselves to think that that means that what they did wasn't right because they didn't get some at a girl, good girl, right, right, you did right. good thing, you know, that's, ugh. so. Well, because yeah. there's a flip side to this, this whole beauty thing that I think also needs to end is um, in the world of academics and engineering that I lived in for so long, you would have these occasional women who were uh, stereotypical in their appearance for being a scientist, right? So let's just say oh, yeah. you'd have somebody who'd, you know, the very short mannish haircut, no makeup. They'd wear a button-down striped shirt tucked into their corduroy pants, sensible shoes, absolutely no nonsense, right? And and you can probably think of a few faculty members like that that you had. And everybody assumed they were a genius, yeah. right? Because right, like if you took like that, that you have to be a genius. You, there has to be some massively redeeming quality about you to look like that. Yeah. You, know? you have to be Steve Jobs. Like Steve Jobs only wore black turtleneck and jeans every day because he said, I don't want to waste a single amount of my energy on right. what, what I look like. I have things to do. So it's like, but but Steve Jobs was, you know, you've put him on this pedestal now that he's this creative genius. And what I'm saying is everyone's a creative genius in their own right. And we have no idea what your version of Steve Jobs is, but you have the right to be like him in that you don't have, you know, that you can take it down a notch on worrying about your looks, but you are absolutely right. Not, we have to get this into people's heads. Like not worrying about your looks all the time doesn't mean you don't get to set a standard of beauty for yourself. Right. And right. you don't, you get to set a standard of beauty for yourself. You can change it gets, every day. Yeah. It gets to be unique from every, from the stand, social society's norms and it gets to change whenever you want it to. But if you find yourself changing it because someone else told you to do that, that's where the problem is. That's where the energy gets sucked. And honestly, and that's where the conversation never has an ending. Cause even if you said to me, cause I get, I get so much, it's so interesting now that we've started this conversation, like the defense I get from other people, like they get, they defend themselves when I'm not asking them to, they defend themselves on what they're doing. And they're like, well, I just like to ha like look nice and blah, blah. I said, like, I'm like, I didn't tell you not to look nice by your definition, but right. not by her definition or his definition. And I didn't tell you not to wear your hair nice this week, but like, you know, at some point, I feel like if you think it's your job to constantly manage your beauty, like and you hear all women like, God, it's so exhausting to like be a woman and have to do all these things right there. That's the part. Have to do all. You don't have to do them. You don't. And you right. can put it all to shit. And I, you know, I argue, too, that throwing it all the way for a second is a good thing just to bring you back to the middle because you got to consider yourself all the way on this side where you're like all the rules and all the stuff. Sometimes you got to throw them all out to figure out which ones you actually want to follow just for you. Right. And that's where the energy balance will be reshifted. It'll be recalibrated. And now you can get some shit done because, you know. Right. So I feel like the, the thing that I want to stress to the audience is that when, when you talk about beauty blocks, you're talking about beauty issues that block your energy from being channeled in ways that are more uh, nourishing to you to help yes. the world. It's yes. not that you're just trying to, it's not just like, let's just stop worrying about how we look. No. no. So no. It's like, let's take that energy yes. 
We have been trained to spin our wheels on and this moving target that's never, ever going to settle never down. Never going to end. And let's yeah. just... Yeah, just be happy with how you look, okay? Right. So just find a way to be happy with how, how you look today, whatever that is, and take that energy and let's go back to our childhood dreams. Let's yes. go back to when you were a 10-year-old and you want to be an astronaut. Well, what do you want to be now? And what guess is- what? All of those things do have an end to them. You know what I mean? The conversation around beauty never has an end, but, right. but the, there is a cure for cancer somewhere. That would have an end. There is, you know... You could write a novel and right. you could be published. You could or write a novel and be published and be done with it. You could travel to the moon on the next, you know, a trip. That's a that's a trip to space and be done with it. Like and keep going and keep going. And then have all these experiences in life that you enjoy and, and that will give you the happiness. The chasing this elusive definition of beauty, it, it just causes misery. It does not it will never make you happy. It'll never make you happy. It will make you happy. And just in our in our conversations over the years, we have had some and still have some really important ideas that we think about could change the world. Yes. Like you know, we could start this project, we could start that project. Yep. And um we could start a podcast, which we've done, right? I mean <laughs> exactly. and and all of those require a dedication to the idea of making something better for somebody, which also makes you feel better. And you have to be confident enough to go forward and do these things and believe that people will trust you and respect you for your ideas. And and in order to do that, you have to be okay with the what the world sees you as, right? So like, you know, people would look at um, you know, they could look at me and assume that I'm a nerdy scientist because of how I look that day. Well, don't assume that I'm not all that smart, right? I'm not any smarter than you. So right. don't expect, don't you don't assume that everything I say is meaningful and important because it's not, believe me, it's not. But on the other hand, then we look at beautiful women and we assume that they don't deserve to be listened to for what they right. say, like that one actress because of how they look and look we need uh, we need to not only change it within ourselves but also how we have to take that lens off on how we see the world and realize you know encourage in other people their 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 projects you know and and this is i feel like i'm taking a little detour but i i don't think so there is a child in my family it is a baby um and the baby is four months old i think uh, something like that. And the parents of this baby have not revealed the um, what what bits it has. No one knows if it has a penis or not. We don't know this, right? Mm-hmm. So no one knows. And so they're they're making a effort to raise this child completely gender neutral. Okay. And which I find I thought great. It's your baby, you do whatever you want to do, right? And I don't know if this baby is a boy or a girl. And so it's easy for me to use the proper pronouns because I'm not gonna say he or she because I don't right. know. You weren't told, so you don't right. know. So yeah. it's easy. And it's it's been interesting. But what's interesting for me is in, in a horrifying way, mm-hmm. how how little I have to say about this baby. You know, because if I knew I, it, do you know what I'm saying? If I do, I, I do. Girl, they have highlighted for so you. Cute. Yeah, they've that highlighted for you how many beauty blocks you have. Yeah. Because you you're 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 conditioned to approach this baby from two lenses and they right. haven't given you permission to take one. You don't know which one to go. And you're right. like and the, and it's so beautiful actually because, it is. It's great. because a baby actually and I, I was talking to somebody about this, I was like, it I'm already conscious about how often I say that my daughter is beautiful or whatever. But at the same time, I do recognize the difficulty with a baby of saying anything more because they haven't expressed that much more. As opposed to an adult, we should be able to compliment a woman on something other than her looks. Like that should be, if you don't have anything else, you don't know her. Let's get to know her. Or she hasn't done anything. (laughs) So she needs to go get more interesting. Like, you know, there should be something. But but with a baby, you're right. It brings up such a just fascinating idea because you're like, well, I would have said, what would you have said? And now all of a sudden you start attacking yourself because you're like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like the whole, I'm you know the whole like I'm already sensitive to like if people are overly saying, talking about my son's intelligence versus my daughter's beauty, right? Like they because that's a cultural thing. Like, oh, he's so smart and you're gonna be so smart. And then, and then with her, oh, you're so beautiful. But, you know, it's like, why can't it be? And so your 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 couple. And your family that's doing this, it's 
I mean, I'm not, I'm sure they're not, do, I don't know why they're doing it, but it's, you know, it's, it's for them, but I, it's so interesting how they're like shining a light on everyone else's issues. It's just like, yeah. that's your bag. That is your bag that you will not put on my child. <laughs> That's why, you know, one of the, the this this decision of theirs has been met with varying reactions within this extended family. And some people are like saying things that, you know, they, if they can raise their baby any way they want, but why do they have to make us all do that too? And I keep saying to them, it's because they're not the problem. The parents are not the problem. It's, it's preventing the rest of the world from immediately imposing upon this child uh, not just pink toys and blue toys or dolls and guns, right? It's not just that. It's just everyday language. Like, look at how clever he is. Look at how pretty she exactly. is. She's so tiny. He's so, so yeah. strong. And so they didn't want to spend the energy I'm already spending thinking about the differences between my son and my daughters in, yes. in interacting with people. And they cut it off at the head. Right. Freaking genius, actually. And, and no one knows. I mean, somebody else must have changed this kid's diaper. It's not, <laughs> I mean, they're not sending out a picture of it, so I don't know. And it, but what's what, what's really surprising to me, talking about like a shining light on me, is why can't I just say that's a beautiful I do say that's a beautiful baby, right? I yeah. say that all the time. And, and actually, it is a beautiful baby. Yeah. But I, I tend to like avoid words that I think are gendered. Yeah. And so you think, well, if they're trying to be gender neutral, then I should be able to say that baby's pretty. You should be able to. You or actually I, can say all the Of course things. I am. Of course I am. It's just right. like, it's funny the struggle within me that normally it's just so easy when you know it's a boy or a girl that automatically tells you what to say, right? Because I got to tell you, I'm also not a real big baby person. Yeah. I don't really like babies all that much. So trying to talk about someone's baby is a bit of a struggle anyway, because it's baby, right? Yeah. Um, they, they don't do anything. They don't say anything. Right. They they do, you know. So so to take away, the only thing I did have to take away was my, it's a boy conversation or it's a girl right. conversation. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see, I think, how but long. But you know what? You know what? Like. I'll go walking with my daughter and people will say she's a boy. I'll be like, oh, he's, he, you know, he, oh, he's so cute. And I don't, I don't, I don't correct yeah. them, you know? Right. Right. And then I have friends who had babies around the same time as me. And they're like so conscious about it that they put these big bowls all over their heads every time. And like, I'll put a bowl in her head to take a picture, but they'll have these bowls in their head all the time. And I think it's to make sure people know that they like, cause if they don't have a lot of hair or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, why? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I asked that at this moment. Right. And the, the couple in my family with the gender neutral baby, they said that, you know, they, they had to come up with sort of a pre-planned answer for when strangers or anyone said, oh, is it a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. And their answer is, oh, it's just a baby. Like, yeah. it's just a baby. And they're like, right now, it's really just a baby. It is just a baby. And it's amazing how fast, like, I noticed with, like, family they want to start attaching personality traits to these kids based on grown adults around them. And it's like, you have no, and they're like, doesn't you think he's going to be blah, blah. I have no fucking clue what he's going to do. Like he's going to be an engineer, like both of his parents. Yeah. Or do you, yeah, exactly. Oh, he did this one thing. He's going to be so good at math. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Or worse. Like that's like whatever, but worse is like, Oh, I think he's, I hope she's going to be, what is, what did they say? Oh my God. Like, I hope she's, she's going to be, I hope she's going to be something emotionally that was going to balance what they thought my son had and his emotional thing. And it was like, I had so many problems with them. Like, okay, so one identifying my son's emotional, whatever, like his traits so early, he's three, like, and saying he's, he's, he's whatever he's stubborn or whatever. Like you don't, he's three, all three years are stubborn. Like you don't know that he's going to be a stubborn person. Like that's one, that's number one. Number two, that she should make up for it. That's a very dangerous statement. Like she's going to be, she's put on this earth to make up for whatever you can't deal with, with him. She's supposed to balance him out. They're not married. They're not in a, <laughs> they're not going to balance each other out for the kids. Like they, no, they're, they're individual people who get to do whatever they're going to do. She's not serving to mesh with him in any way for you. Uh, you, you know, it's just, I think, we, child. yeah, we're just so, Human beings are just so, um, we have audacity that we shouldn't have, you know, and just like we, we think it's just very, like you have the audacity to think that people, that, that these people should present themselves for you in a certain way for you. It's selfishness. It's like for you. And it's like, that's just not anybody's job. It's not your job to look a certain way for me, but women are all taught that we should look a certain way for the world. Well, you don't, you don't owe the world a thing when it comes to life. Right. And you made me think of this, um, when I 
had my mastectomy. We talked about this. I was yeah. I went through a lot of a lot of everybody assuming I was going to have reconstruction and everybody trying to cheer me up by saying things like, oh, just think you're going to have great boobs for the rest of your life. <laughs> right? um, but then I decided to not have the reconstruction mm -hmm. and I also don't wear a prosthetic. So I am flat as a board all the yeah. time. Right. And they're and like, they have a lot of issue with that. People have so many issues with that. It makes people, unco I mean, I, I, some people tell me they didn't notice. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't notice. Um, but other people, like, I know it makes them uncomfortable. And I've even had people say, you know, maybe when you get dressed up today, you can put on some boobs. And I'm like, you know what? I am not going to be uncomfortable all day long so that you are comfortable. Right. right? And that, that word, that word is the most, one of the most dangerous words in a woman's life. Like the trying to make other people, you are not here to make other people comfortable. You're right. not. And we as a society need to get comfortable getting being uncomfortable. Right. That's what you that's what you said about the baby. Like, you, God forbid, I make you uncomfortable with the the pre prescribed language you think you have to have, and now I've made you have to go get some new words. Like, it's okay. <laughs> They're like, right. Well, now what do right. I do? I don't know what to say. Well, tough cookie. Like, go figure it out. That's not my job. Like, and we should just as I think we should. And this sounds like I'm trying to preach here, and I, I'm not. It's just like for me. I want people to take away their lens and they look at me, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's got to start with me. I have exactly. to stop. And that's what's so hard is it's so hard for me to not look at you and think, well, of course she doesn't, you know, like her message could get lost in the fact, of course she feels like there's no beauty blocks. She doesn't have to wear makeup and she's still gorgeous, right? And you know what I'm saying? It's like, I do. I do. And I... Yeah. I just I think the first step is just what you just did. You're just acknowledging it. It's like when I look at somebody, if I I it I you know I just do it all the time. I'm like if the thing that I, why I walk away with is about their looks, I just acknowledge it. I'm like there's your beauty blocks. Like right. try to right. try to see her for what she is as a person, not what she's you know. And it, and we make it hard on ourselves, right? Because we as women talk to each other about our looks first. It's like like you said about the parties, going to the parties and talking about what you should and shouldn't eat and you know, all this, what should you wear and all this. And so we do it to ourselves. So we got to stop those conversations. But we also, like you, like you said, we got to see the other people first for who they are before we expect, you know, put out what you want to come in. You, you got to see them for who they are if you want them to see you for who you are. Right. All right. Well, let's remember, you know, if you change the way you think about things, you can actually change the world. Change your yep. mind, change the world. Change right? your mind, change the world. We're going to end there. And thank you for listening. If anything we said triggered something in you, I think you should lean into that and consider it. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Leave a comment, rate us. Please give us a rating and subscribe to our channel. That's how we uh, get in, in front of more people. So we would really appreciate that. And that's it. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Are you ready to reclaim your energy from your beauty blocks once and for all? Download the beauty blocks energy tracker and get started today. Visit anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks to get a better understanding of what beauty blocks are and how they are the number one thing holding you back from the life you really want. That's anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks.